All right. Uh, I'm Jess Coburn, CEO of Applied Innovations, and this afternoon I'm meeting with Michael Wills from Topline Solutions. Uh, Applied Innovations, for those that don't know, is a managed cloud IT and cybersecurity company, and we help businesses get the most of their technology. One of the ways we do that is by helping them identify risk and address it before it becomes a problem. Today, businesses across the globe are facing a very real, real problem and risk in the form of coronavirus. And I've scheduled a number of talks with industry and, and experts and leaders around certain areas to come in and give business leaders, CEOs and owners the advice that uh, hopefully help them make it through this. So with that in mind, I want to introduce you to Michael Wills from Topline Solutions. Michael, why don't you talk a little about yourself and your history and what you do at Topline? Thanks, Jess. Uh, I started Topline five years ago to work with small business owners to really get themselves out of the sales leadership function and bring in a sales expert that could grow their teams, improve their processes, their tools, and really hit the marketplace with a much more professional focused uh, manner, which is oftentimes allows for a lot more accountability to performance and goal setting. Cool. Now, Michael, uh, you helped us. You helped us bring on a salesperson. You helped us build out a sales strategy and really refine it as we were making the transition as a company. It was really helpful to us. So I appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you first. Um, as companies are looking at what's going on today, what what are we? Well, what are you seeing? Tell me that. Well, I think the um, you know there are some similarities to 2007. In fact, I would say having had that situation happen to me very, very clearly, all the, all those memories are flashing back. I think it's actually happened even faster than 2007. I mean, this is, uh, uh, I've got a, a client example. I have a client that's uh, doing extremely well, 22% year over year growth, uh, January and February, 10% over budget. And, um, last Thursday uh, had 60% less sales than the day before. And so this kind of urgency, Friday the same, um, and we're expecting uh, a similar path. So this level of, uh, of drop off, I think is being experienced by a lot of companies. So I think this uh, is happening faster, which is gonna require you to pivot uh, very, very quickly and to, uh, to keep people motivated. Uh, that's one of the things, um, that's really going to be, I think, the biggest challenge when, when you have so much noise out there, uh, and with social media, people are communicating with others continuously throughout the day, so they're getting negative, uh, negative information, or negative feelings, fear. Um, so they're those um, those things are consistently impacting their focus and their their motivation, and. So regardless of anything you try and do structurally, if we don't change their motivation and their focus, uh, all those things are going to be much more difficult to implement. So in a lot of ways, it's like a hurricane, right? Whenever there's a hurricane warning, everyone's glued to the weather and they're watching it and they're worried about their water and their supplies, not necessarily toilet paper, but, you know, their supplies, gas usually, right? So how do you keep your workforce focused on the business? And, and motivated, what's, what's your recommendation there? Well, I, I had this exact conversation with my team this morning and I said, look, you've got to look at this, uh, this location here is your safe zone. 
you know, there's all this negativity around the world and uh, outside of these buildings. The people here are positive. We're focused as a team. And this is your safe zone to forget about what's outside for a period of time. You can't, you can't change what's happening. You can only figure out how to adapt and still make it work for you. And we have a business to run. We've got to do everything we can to make money. And uh, so that by having money, we'll all be as positively reinforced as possible. But at the end of the day, you can't change the world. So use where we are as a safe zone. I think it's fantastic advice is focus on business, see it as a safe zone. And remember, you have to move forward. Life's not gonna end, it's going to move forward. And as business owners and as employees, we have to move forward with it. And uh, we, we can't get paralyzed, right, by the, by the oncoming train. We have to get out of the way and, and keep going. What are you seeing? Are you starting to see companies move to a distributed or a remote workforce? And if so, what's, your, what's kind of the plan there? Yeah, so I think ultimately, I think the government may end up mandating that even if, uh, um, you know, even if you have an office that uh, is relatively still safe. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, you know, all my clients I'm working with, we're having those conversations and coming up with those plans. And, you know, that in, in itself opens up a lot of issues, a lot of challenges, because one, you, you probably aren't familiar with that and how you manage people. And equally on the other side of the uh, of the coin, your people aren't familiar with working from home and working remote and having a, a remote location that's effective and being able to create an environment where they can actually get something done. So that's one of the reasons why I'm doing the videos is, uh, or as I like to call them, cyber side chats. I like that name, cyber side chat is to uh, get that information out there, right? I mean, we yep. know what it takes, my company knows what it takes from a, from a business perspective and from a technology perspective to move the ball forward. Uh, about 15 months ago, we went from being an office company to a virtual company. And I was kind of dragged along in that path, even though I'm the owner of the company. And I absolutely love it. It took me six months to love it, but I absolutely love it. I am more productive and I get more done now today than I ever have. You know, I gained two hours of my life back every single day from my commute that I get to be productive in um, or I get to do other things with. And it's just beautiful. I think, uh, so anyway, though, so I wanted to mention that because I think these chats are going to be useful. Uh, we're going to talk about the technology businesses should adopt and also the cybersecurity and how these businesses need to think about security and make sure they're secure. With that in mind, I do know that you use Gmail and, and G Suite for your email because we've worked on that together. You're using two-factor authentication on that, right? Yes. Fantastic. So I just wanted to touch on that because that's really key for a lot of these businesses. You know, business email compromise is the number one way that they're getting attacked today and we want to protect from it. Now back to sales and back to the important thing. What are the challenges they're going to run into managing the sales team remote? And how are they going to adopt, how are they going to address that? Give us a couple examples. Well, I think first there has to be uh, some kind of a simple document created as to what you have to have in your house in order to have a home, a quote, new home office. You know, what, 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 how you need to craft an area, what kind of technology you need to have, uh, how, you know, some tips and uh, tricks on how to maintain a more private environment, uh, keeping the dogs away. <laughs> you know, there's just a lot of extraneous things that take place in your in your home environment that, again, if you've never done that before, and a lot of people haven't. So, you know, they have to 
be given a kind of a model as to what it would look like for it to be effective. And then I think, again, the other flip side is um, you've got to communicate with them totally differently than you have in the past. You know, it was very easy uh, today to, to walk in and pop into somebody's cube or into their office and having a, a three to five minute conversation to quickly update you on something or, but you know, in a virtual environment, you've got to create processes uh, to, to leave open um, what I think is gonna be probably the biggest challenge, which is the connectivity. You know, when somebody is now told you don't work in this office environment anymore, you work from home, there's a connectivity issue that's emotional as well as physical. So on the emotional side, you've gotta make sure that people are still connected to a core and they're connected to one another. They're just they're just uh, distributed. So um, I think how you communicate, what kind of processes and structure you create around that is really going to be critical to to be able to get through the next several weeks or months. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, but the thing is, is there's technology available today. It makes this fantastic. Like we're using Microsoft Teams for this recording, right? And with Teams, we're able to do a video call. Now, you did mention you had problems calling in on the phone to this, and that all the lines were busy. So we need to be aware of that, that you know, even a company like Microsoft has capacity limits. And I think that those limits are gonna be pushed to the, to, the, to the edge of the envelope today with everything that's going on. But the technologies out there with Slack and with Teams, it's just to be connected is gonna be a lot easier. And then video, video is fantastic. We're able to connect, look at each other, talk, um, and just have a, a good conversation and pick up on those nonverbal cues that are missed from a phone call, right? Um, what about the metrics? As businesses move to to this virtual workforce, what kind of do the metrics change? Do they stay the same? And you know, how does that how does the whole coronavirus scare and everything else fall into it? Again, going back to how things were in 2007-2008. Well, I think that uh, metrics and modification of metrics will be different based on the person's role in the company. Um, you know, if they have an operations management role or a finance role, those metrics may not change. Their expectations may not be become dramatically different. In the area of sales, what I'm responsible for, they do change because obviously your buyer has to be also mutually engaged. And in order to be able to have a quality connection and, and be able to sell a product or service. So in uh, the conversations that I'm starting to have with my owners, uh, we will need to alter what we consider success. Success will not necessarily be to maintain budget any longer for the next several weeks. I, I think it's gonna be difficult or impossible for almost every company to maintain budget. I think there'll be a few, a few unique situations where that won't be the case, but I think that you've got to change. So I think we're gonna to have to pivot from, a, from a, a sales revenue deals closed being the metric for success to including a level of activity. Um, how much activity are you generating? What kind of activity? And rewarding people for doing things other than just closing deals. Cool. And then uh, when we were kind of going back and forth on this, you had mentioned that the buyers are going to go into hiding. How are you going to address that? You're going to have to try even harder. I think they're going to... Um, we're going to have to get more creative. If you're not, if you're a salesperson that doesn't use texting today, I think you're going to have to engage in texting right away. Uh, I recommend also, if you're when you do that, is make sure that those texts that you have get into CRM. 
whether you, if you have an automated tool that can do that for you. If you don't, then manually go in and uh, either copy paste or or key it in because you want to maintain maintain those conversations for the future. But I think you're going to have to get more creative and uh, to be able to still connect with people uh, and remain that it's always about creating value and you're going to have more distraction than ever. So your value is going to have to be greater than ever. Yeah. You know, Michael, that's a good point about the CRM is making sure that activity gets logged in the CRM is going to be key, especially when we're distributed. It is because, you know, um, sales is always a function where people are uncertain about what they do. What does a salesperson do all day long? How do they keep themselves busy? And are they slacking off? And, and one of the ways that you overcome that is through a demonstration of your work through CRM. So you're going to have to do that very effectively to, to continue to be on the mind of, of your bosses. You know, as a business owner, I don't think I've ever had that question. And I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Doubt it. You, know, you helped me tremendously there. Now, um, businesses are going to be looking to reduce spending and conserve their own cash, right? How's a sales organization going to address that? Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, prior to three weeks ago, uh, the unemployment rate for salespeople was almost zero. And for good salespeople, it was absolutely zero. And this situation, while it's going to be very damaging and emotionally and physically and economically, we are going to come out of it. Uh, we hope to be, it can be in weeks and maybe a few months, could be longer than that. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to be a strong, thriving organization when you come out of this to take place, to take advantage of a marketplace. There is going to be pent up demand. When, uh, when the market opens back up again. And you better be ready to grab it. So if you've lost a, a chunk of your sales team, and if you've lost your good salespeople, you really could be hurting yourself for the next several years. So I think one of the things that I'm coaching my uh, owners on today is to, we need to look at ways in which we're gonna keep that team not only motivated, but in place. We can't let them leave. We, and, you know, very astute uh, uh, owners are going to go out and look for the best salespeople in this bad market. So they, they could poach our good salespeople, or they're going to be going going out and getting the best salespeople that do become available. So we got to be very cognizant of that. And so the ways in which we can overcome that, look to overcome at least, is to, again, switch from a performance-based metric to more of an activity-based metric. To, to go from a commission, from a base, a moderate base, high commission rate to one where you offer um, more bonuses, either based on that activity or some, um, you know, other ways of, of, of draws, non-recoverable draws, so that you're able, so people are able to maintain a, a reasonably close level of income uh, to where they were at prior for a period of weeks while we try and navigate through this. Again, we don't want, we don't want our people, good people to get poached. And uh, we don't want our people to, you know, really be driven down when we're gonna need them in several weeks. So I think that modifying your compensation plan to, to activity-based, to, to more fixed, uh, fixed income rather than completely variable. So if you have a, I recommend in good times have a 50-50 fixed variable. Now we're probably going to want to have a 75-25 a 
ratio of fixed to variable, and that 25 could be things about um, you know, updating SOPs, ensuring the CRM is 100% accurate. Not that it shouldn't be, but using the opportunity to really make it up to date. Um, looking at our sales collateral, doing some training on, uh, on ways to get better in individually or the sales team, and using this time when we may not be able to be as effective as we uh, want to be in, in direct revenue sales to get better as a team or in as individuals so that when we come out of this thing, we'll be stronger. I think that's really, really good advice, Michael. I think uh, you're right. You know, as business owners, we're, we're kind of short-sighted sometimes, and we're just looking at what's right in front of us, and it's disaster and gloom and doom. But we need to remember that this is going to end. And when it ends, we want to have our best guys there, and we want to be ready to strike. Um, for the last, I don't know, five years, you know, I've been, we keep hearing, there's going to be a recession. There's going to be a recession. There's going to be a recession. We don't know what the size of the recession is, but we know there's going to be a recession. Save your cash. Be ready. The guy that's got the most cash is the guy that's going to be able to pounce and get the best deals. And um, same thing goes with your people. The guy that has the best people, when we start to recover from this, he's the guy that's going to win. So I think that's really, really good advice. What else do you uh, you feel we should mention or we should talk about that's related to sales or related to the re remote workforce or the virus or anything else? Well, I think that, you know, you always have to remember that uh, your best customers are somebody else's best targets. So, you know, now's the time to have your best people focused on your best customers. So maybe the person's primary role is to hunt today, but uh, for the next several weeks, you want them to help you with customer service, client retention, and, uh, and using their personality and their their positive focus, talking to your existing clients and keeping them them motivated and, and engaged. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, maybe you break up the day, the virtual day, to not just sit there and pound the phones unsuccessfully, but you give them projects uh, to where they can uh, work on a new market we may want to attack when this marketplace opens back up again or or areas to improve upon that we, that we are weak for whatever reasons today. And one, you'll accomplish some goals that you have to, to get better as a company, but two, you're gonna keep people engaged in a highly important motivating activity, which will keep them focused and working hard and effectively. Because if somebody is just getting negative reinforcement continuously throughout the day, it's gonna be really tough to keep them with any kind of quality life and when they come back they'll be pretty beat up so let's really work hard to keep people in good spirits and productive and active with important things so that when we do come out of this we're going to be really running hard michael that's fantastic advice i really appreciate you taking the time to share your your wisdom and your experience with us and i hope that the business owners leaders and ceos that listen to this take a lot from it and share it with their management team again it's michael wills from toplinesolutions.org and um, can't speak enough good things about you. I really appreciate everything you did for my organization. I appreciate you taking time to share your wisdom. Well, I want to appreciate, thank you for the opportunity to do this. You and your company are fantastic in what you do. And uh, I think this initiative is a, is a great one. If I can help any more, please, let's have another call. Absolutely, Michael. Thank you so much. And if you're listening to this and you have something to share and you'd like to be part of our cyber side chats, by all means, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to spotlight you and, and hear your feedback. Business owners, CEOs, and leaders today, they need the help 
that we can provide them and the reassurance that we are going to get out of this and there is a light at the end of the tunnel and we need to make it through with our best people. Michael, thank you again and I really appreciate the time. Bye everybody.